You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, of course, my man, back from the first week of Fortnite World Cup qualifiers and having the finalists, the top 21st there, my buddy, Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, bro? That's right. And just to be very clear, the top 19, all right, That's Troy? true. 19. We got not, not 20 yet. We got 19 oh. winners. And uh, I, I was one of the casters, again, to just make it very clear to all you guys. Casting this weekend was awesome. So big thank you to Epic Games for allowing that to happen. And we got some special stuff for all of our listeners today, don't we, Troy? We do. We got some special guys. We're going to be running something over these next 10 weeks as we head to New York for the World Cup finals. And uh, so we're, we're, it's kind of like a you know the 2019 Fortnite World Cup you know finalist battle bus ride is what we're going to take you guys along here with all the finalists that we get here. Is we're going to try to grab one from each week uh, and do an inside dive of their journey to making it to the World Cup. And, you know, of course, that starts off here with week one with somebody that definitely, definitely made a bunch of heads turn. Uh, has become, I would say, you know, one of the top 19 Fortnite players in the world right now. And uh, that is our man, Liquid Riverson. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Hey pretty good, pretty good. Glad to be here. Man, excited to have you here. Uh, I mean, let, let, let's kick it off. You yep. are one of 19 finalist sitting here you can you can kind of sit back and uh take a breath and say i've already made it to the world cup guaranteeing fifty thousand dollars man how does that feel right now for you to to be able to take this kind of weight and say i did it uh it's a huge stress relief because i mean these next like five weeks for or five weeks of solos and then five weeks of duos i don't have to for duos i still have to stress but for solos i'm just i can just you know get the best practice i can so not wait not too wait so you, you mean you're going for the duo champ as well you want you want the best of both worlds no nah, yeah i can't just have one so we're still working i'm working scrimming every day on duos and then solos i'm just gonna take notes just play them out and um discuss some different strategies. Well, we're definitely going to dive into who you're going to be taking along this journey with. I want to get to that. But before we get to that, let's talk about what you have done. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming here, you know, being able to su- take take one of those top spots and succeed at the level you are. And for everybody mm-hmm. out there, you're only 16. So if Fortnite wouldn't have opened this up, you know, to this age group now, allowing 13 plus to be able to compete, you might not have had this opportunity. For you, man, being 16, I mean, can you can you can you really contemplate? Can you absorb what's happening to you right now? Being able to have this opportunity, the dream. No, I, I feel like I'm at the perfect age too. You know, like uh, I know they put the age restriction a little bit lower, but um, I feel like I don't know. I'm just like at the prime age. To, uh, you know, in two years I'll be you know 18, be doing my own thing, and um, <clears throat> this is kind of my dream job. So you know, it's kind of living the dream right now. It's pretty how, awesome. How how are your parents taking it, man? What do they think? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no. is it's for real now? You you made some money. You're making yeah. it somewhere. What 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 has that been like? Uh, dealing with you know, because we hear a lot of people have different stories about mm-hmm. how they deal with their parents, and, and you know, this is my dream. This is what we want to do. Uh, but for you, uh, it's become a reality. How has that been for you? Uh, well, luckily my parents are very supportive. You know, they've just been with me the whole time. At first, they were kind of like, you know, like, okay, you're playing games all day, like. What is the point of this? Um, you know, I was like, trust me, I'll, it's fine. And then I feel like with this, I'm definitely able to like, you know, tell them like, 
you know, this is for real. So after after like WSOE, I feel like they're kind of on board with me and supportive. So I'm very thankful for that. Let's talk a little bit about this past weekend. You had a lot of success being able to come out number two. All right. You, uh, you, you, you definitely mm. showed up number two on the NA West and mm. being able to walk in here and have that type of performance. Do you think that really had to do with the structure and maybe you played a lot too, you know, being able to grab those eliminations uh, when you could, or was it more so, you know, Hey, like I, I just played, you know, a slower game. What was, what was the set in your mindset going into this weekend? Oh, oh, before we get there, I just want to let everyone know. He also tweeted it, tweeted out. He did not use a baller. So before, before we get to the journey, <laughs> is that true? You, yeah, you didn't no use ball, a baller? No baller. Let's go, man. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, with no baller given, what was your strategy going into this weekend, you know, to mm. know, hey, I'm going against some of the best in the world? Yeah. Um... You know, these last few weeks, since we knew the format ahead of time, I was kind of, def- I was definitely adjusting my play style around the format that was given. So this format is very kill incentive. Uh, getting kills, obviously, one point per kill is huge. So, you know, uh, sometimes I get an off spawn kill, which really, you know, sets me up for end game because, you know, that can go from like one kill to like five kills, you know. But usually I would just play for end game and try to slay out, you know, to slay out then. I wouldn't try to force mid game fights because. A lot of third parties, this probably wasn't the best strat. So, you know, I had a lot of time to prepare, thankfully. So, right, really going for those placements as we saw a lot this weekend as well, right? And if you can get those eliminations, they're always the bonus that can squeeze you in there. Uh, And I'm interested to see as we go throughout the weeks where, you know, some weeks is it going to become more important or not. But were you watching the scoreboard throughout the event? Were you, you were your eyes like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm I'm, I'm in fourth, I'm in fifth, right? Were you watching it throughout the whole event? I checked like halfway through um, just to make sure, you know, like, or, like what am I, you know, I, I knew I was like the first game I had, or the first game I died off spawn, second game I got like um, 10 points or two wins in a row. And then uh, and I was like, all right, it should be like decent placing. So I checked those and I was first for a bit. And then, um, you know, snow clutched up at the end, but yeah, you know, I was happy, uh, but I was looking at the leaderboard. Wait, so, so you actually had a round where you insta died? You just got yeah. taken out? Yeah, unfortunately, he got he got the pump first and just destroyed me. Monster, talk about how hard that is to 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 be able to have a game where you don't get any points and still come mm-hmm. in second. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, absolutely, and that's why I wanted to touch on because some regions there were no throwaways, and then there were slight edge regions where you know just some people were able to kind of not have a great round or something like that and then come up big. Right. Uh, for NA West OCE. Asia and Brazil, you guys had it the hardest because mm. there was only one and if not two players being chosen for this solo yeah. competitive format. So I think the pressure was really on. Uh, were you were you nervous when you lost that first round? Did, did you not let the tilt get to you? Like no, what, what was going yeah. through your head? No, dude, in the past, I've got I've let stuff like that get uh, get to me. And I see this with a lot of players, you know, they let that get to them. And, you know, like there's such good players out there, but they let, you know, they get tilted so easily. It's very, it's very like disappointing to watch. But, you know, I just told myself, I was just like, you know, this is, it's not, you know, I can come back from this. It's not like uh, whole tournament's over. So I uh, came in strong the next two, won them. And then uh, I was like, all right, well, you know, that's just the, that little talk with yourself about like, you know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, it can really help you out. And for me, I just kind of had that talk with myself, like relax, like don't sail off the board. Cause you know, it's only going to go downhill if I keep tilting. 
Well, yeah. you, you definitely didn't tilt. You you kept it all together. You know, I would say coming out in second place is, is mm-hmm. quite the feat in and of itself, <laughs> let alone have have a game where you just insta-die. Right? You, get, you, you get eliminated immediately. So, uh, you know, that what, one of the cool things about that whole situation, I think, is that just a day before, you announce you're joining Team Liquid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you yeah. know, turning around, being, you know, being a fan. Have you, have you always been a fan of Team Liquid? 100%. Yeah, they've always, like, you know, they were up there with one of my, like, top orgs, you know, that I wanted to choose. So they offered me, and uh, I was just like, man, I want to make these guys proud. So I'm really happy how I performed. I was going to say, I just find that crazy, like, because joining Team Liquid in its own is so, like, that's so mm-hmm. huge. It's a monumental uh, milestone for any competitor, any content creator on the scene to, to get on an org. So you were already gearing for success on the scene. And then to to find to find a placement slot that that's incredible that's like times two you yeah. doubled up on success in the same weekend by getting into org and making World Cup finals. Thank you. Mentioning you know part of Liquid and having players like they have right and Chaps and Poach and seventy two hours and Vivid and then you know Riverson part of that group now uh, that must make you know feel really cool to be amongst all those players as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned, you know, have the pressure of immediately getting eliminated and still being able to keep your composure, not getting to tilt. But then you also have the pressure of now you're part of Team Liquid. I mean, did that is that ever come into play for you when you're entering this? Like, I, I'm, I'm part of now some of the most prestigious players yeah. in the game? Yeah, no, that definitely was like on the back, in the back of my head. Um, try not letting it get to me because, you know, little things like that can add up, you know, just that extra pressure. It's not really... It's only gonna make me do worse, you know. Like, oh, I have to, you know, hit this certain standard at the first. It's just like, I, um, I definitely those are in the back. Those thoughts are in the back of my head, but um, I try to push them out. You know, just, I'm just you know, thinking to myself, you know, I'm signed under liquid. You know, I'm gonna do my best, and uh, you know, just stay, you know, not, not be too much in my head, just play my game. So definitely those th- things like that, I try not to uh, stress about because you know it's gonna throw me off. Yeah, and and you've obviously had some opportunities to learn this throughout your career in the short time that you've you've basically had it. It's really cool to see all yeah. these Fortnite pro players start their careers and immediately have success like you've had. But let's take mm-hmm. it back to to uh, you know Winter Royale, and I believe you're going into the second day. You were like at thirtieth, all right, going yeah. into the second day, ended yeah. up not having the day you were wanting. But what did you learn from that event? What did you take from that event that you think maybe helped you? You know as you continue to build your career and get to worlds? Well, even though I didn't do good, like, you know, uh, I took that, I took Winter Royale as like a learning experience, obviously. Um, Cause it's going to be, you know, I'm just thinking like, this is how it's going to be to land. You know, if I, you know, like world cup, you know, I got to prepare for this, you know, didn't do as well as I wanted, but um, I learned a couple things, which is, you know, like I said before, keeping your call, like keep, Keeping cool is very important. Also, my landing spot wasn't, you know, set at the time. So I had a very scuffed landing spot. So I got to learn, you know, a bunch of things. Right. Found a little landing spot and uh, just kind of stuck with it. So and a couple of things. Got to keep your cool and just not tilt as much because tilting could literally throw your tournament. Monster, how different is it for, for people that don't know how to land and being there in the same atmosphere? How, how different is that? Pressure is a lot different. I mean, I'm sure you guys can imagine being in an atmosphere with other players side by side and then you know yeah you can bring your keyboard in and your mouse but it's not the same as sitting in your home in your chair right in your your privacy um so i mean 
who who better than Aston Riverson who who showed up at WSOE? You had a you had a pretty strong uh standing at WSOE. I'm pretty sure you placed in the money there as well, right? Yeah, got 15th place. Um with somebody who I I've only played with like for like a week, so you know. Uh synergy wasn't there, but I'm happy how we did. It was, it was I'd a good time. How different was it having that duo event versus the single event that you played in with Winter Royale? Um it was a lot different, you know, obviously because Winter Royale was solos and duos, totally different thing. And then also playing with somebody, Zazma, who I've only played with. I only played with like a week before, you know, had like a week of practice. So um, it was a def- definitely a different atmosphere, you know, it was very well set up. WSU was, you know, had a great time there. And um, I definitely think uh, that's like part of me as a player. I can definitely keep my cool. And, you know, these LAN events, you know, Winter Royale, WSU, he really set me up uh to learn how to like you know like just relax you know not tilt if you know having a bad game and um you know i definitely think that's one of the biggest things as a competitive player you have to keep your chill this weekend coming up who's who's gonna be your go-to duo is it is it uh scented no no scented is with some um i'm actually I'm actually don't have a set duo right now, but I am trying Ooh, out a couple right wow. now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'm not one of those early guys that had a du- set duo, but I'm definitely, I'm testing out a duo right now that I'm pretty happy with. Well, that's going to yeah. be a lot of fun to see what magic happens mm-hmm. this weekend for the duo qualifiers for sure. Yeah. You know, you, you have a winter royale. We talked a little bit about WSOE, you know, you're second at the share of the love. Uh, you mm-hmm. end up first in the gauntlet in North America West. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, you have eighth at the Blackheart Cup. I mean, and then, you know, uh, you know, sixth, sixth uh, at the Scallywag Cup in a West. And then you also played in the World Cup warmups in Asia, scoring 15th, which is just crazy <laughs> to me. So, I mean, every opportunity you have, you've taken to play. I think that says a lot as you prepared for World Cup and to sum up this journey that you've had so far. You have all these different online qualifiers, all these events that you've played at both land and online. What what do you what do you think you tell somebody that's out there preparing now that you've had the success to make it to worlds? What is it that you tell them? Say, hey, this is this is a key to success. This is what maybe something you have to do to prepare to get get mindset, get ready as those these next nine weeks move forward as an opportunity to make the worlds. Yeah, um, I mean, lot review is one of the main things that I do. You know, uh, with the Bloom Boys, I think I mentioned before, uh, we do VOD reviews almost every night. We just get together, we pull up, uh, we'll I'll pull up each one VOD, you know, I, I kind of set it up. I tell them to join the call, make a group chat. Um, and, uh, they bring their VOD from, and usually I told them to go over their VODs on their own, the last, um, the world cup warm up or finals, uh, right. VODs. So those are very important VODs to look at, obviously, because it replicates a tournament setting, you know, and then obviously the next few weeks for the chances they have for solos. So, um, those VODs, like VODs, just VOD reviewing in general is a huge thing for me, um, that I've always done for months, you know, months and months as a competitive player. But yeah, I think that's one of the key things, looking at your gameplay, looking at the mistakes you did, you know, looking at what you can improve on. And, you know, that's one of the main Monsters, things. Monsters, that's something you talk about all the time, right? Evaluating your gameplay, getting ready for these situations. Uh, what, what is some advice that you have to tack on there to what Riverson said? Uh, I think more importantly, not only, you know, he, he's talking about evaluating your own mistakes, but look at people that have a ton of success and then learn off of them as well, because, uh, you, you see patterns. There's a lot of patterns in, in some of these, especially the duo teams, right? They're not, not only rotations and landing spots, but when it comes to end games and circle certain zones, 
uh, find out when and why they use Launchpad over Rifts or when and why they just say, you know, decide to hold on to mobility or, or go for high ground. Um, a lot of these little small indicators and key factors you can take into your gameplay and then apply it and, and you'll find yourself just getting so much better. Um, I, I especially find it extremely important uh, to, to build your game sense because, yeah, you can have the best shot. Yeah, you can edit the best. But if you don't know where to be at the right time, there's no way you're going to take a dub or, or place well. And, and that's why some of the best players get in their own head and, and let the tilt get to them, right? It can get yeah. really difficult. Well, yeah. uh, and there's been a lot of players that, you know, have admired Riverson's uh, success already so, seen before even Worlds. They were out there shouting out his name. Sentinel Animal, one of the ones that is, you know, at the top of the list right now. It seems like on everybody's watch list for next week. Tweet at you said, you know, I watched Riverson once and I'm 10 times better at my end solo game. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you have people like Myth saying that you, you freaking slayed out. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. you've been hosted by Tifu. So a lot of respect from your competitive community already mm -hmm. out there shouting you out. How does that feel for you? You know, kind of, kind of hearing from like those players that are, you know, at the top of the game, at the top level, being able to give you that type of praise. No, it's amazing. You know, they've kind of, you know, really shout out to animal, you know, myth, Tifu. They've all like helped me, you know, push my brand a little bit and, uh, put my content out there. So, um, what I, what I was doing before is uh, I would stream scrims and stuff, you know, kind of put my name out there. You know, once I put my name out there a little bit, um, I kind of wanted to lay low, practice on my own. But, you know, that was kind of my mindset when I was streaming scrims and stuff. You know, Animal was watching me. You know, a lot of, a lot of pros are watching me just because, um, you know, I just want to let people know what I could do. And um, luckily, you know, they noticed. They, um, you know, shot me on Twitter and stuff. Like, it's, it's been really amazing. So, you know, shout out to them. They've really helped me out a lot. Well, there you go, guys. There you have it. Riverson, Liquid Riverson being able to secure one of the top 19 spots in week one of the Fortnite World Cup. Headed to New York, already guaranteed 50 grand. And I know he's got a lot on his mind for more of that. Competing in this weekend, going into the duos. Interested to see, man, who you have there along with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us, man. And guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. Follow Riverson, Liquid Riverson, and Monster D Face at Monster D Face. Until next time, guys, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Yeah.